Hi, everyone, and welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have in your life and what next steps you need to take to get there. I'm your host, Darren Johnson. Welcome to episode 13. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope you find this interview to be encouraging. I think you will. We're joined by Todd Tillman as our special guest. Now, the name may sound familiar, and for good reason. He is the winner of the 18th season of NBC's The Voice. He can sing it all, country, gospel, worship, uh, classic rock. And he, more than that, he's also a dad of eight. He is also the author of a brand new book called Every Little Win, which focuses on celebrating the small victories in life. Now, before we go any further, hope you have a pen and a piece of paper handy because write down his website, toddtofficial.com. There you'll find two of his brand new songs. One is called Slow Down, which we talk about. The second is called Worth It All, which we also talk about. Listen to it, watch it. It'll add a whole new meaning and give such context to Todd's answers to these questions. So now, without wasting any more time, welcome to episode 13. And here is Todd Tillman. Todd, welcome to the podcast. So glad you're on the show. Man, I really, really appreciate you uh, inviting me on. It's a big honor. Thank you. Let's dive into your background. Uh, many people know that you are a season 18 winner of The Voice. Yes. And, uh, and, and, for, and know your story very well. There may be some who may not have been following you and your story. Talk to us a little bit about who you are and how you landed to where you are right now. Oh, man, that is such a long story. And I will <laughs> say, um, I'm at home today. And so my audio situation didn't work exactly like I wanted it to. So if you hear children in the background, just sort of tune them out the best you can. That's <laughs> just more. Yeah, well, that's going to be the question. What? Uh, how many children do you have? And I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the answer on that. But that just adds more authenticity. We're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's they're here and the door is closed, but we'll <laughs> see. Uh, so really, man, getting getting to where I am right now, I, honestly, I'm a huge believer that that we have to sort of we have to surrender to it now it's it's not just we're not just going to tumble down a hill and land in it but i'm a big believer that that there's a plan that god has this master plan and we're all part of his master plan and and that all of these things in my past were sort of setting me up for now and what i'm doing now is setting me up for what's coming and so having said all that man just a, a few years ago I was in full-time pastoral ministry and uh, my faith, I, I tell every, every outlet that I get an opportunity to talk to, I tell this, my faith is really fully intact. A lot of people don't understand that, how that operates, <laughs> but my faith is really fully intact. But as, as a pastor and like, as a, in traditional ministry, I was really struggling. Were you? And yeah, it, it was it was becoming a real struggle for me mentally and emotionally, even spiritually to a degree, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, so I started kind of looking for things that I might could do, um, things I could phase in and phase that out, <laughs> you know, uh, and because I felt I, I mean, at the time. I mean, the real truth, I mean, I'm, I've been fairly honest in it, all the books and all the things that we've done. So the real truth is I was really struggling, but I think what was happening though, is it was, a, it was time for me to sort of shift in my life. And I think God allows whatever he needs to, to get us from A to B, you know? So, uh, I was looking for other things. Um, I thought about becoming a barber, uh, because, you know, I'm like, I like to talk to people, you know, like, yeah. you know, I don't know how to cut hair though. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, yeah. Uh, 
I landed on real estate. I was I was going to go into the real estate market, and now uh, with with real estate the way it is right now, I kind of wish I would have. <laughs> you know, uh, it ebbs and ebbs and flows, though. You know yeah. that, so yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, so um, I had landed on real estate. I was just about to kind of get into that, and and a friend of mine messaged me because uh, I was doing these little covers on Instagram of just different songs. Yeah. And I, really when I say friend and I've, I've told her this and she's well aware of this, she's a fantastic human being, but really I wouldn't even say we're like close friends. We're more acquaintances than anything. You know, we know one another. Um, she messaged me on Instagram and she said, uh, you should do this. And it was just a little link to, uh, to um, audition for the voice. And so I, I clicked it and the rest is sort of history. <laughs> You're kidding me. So wait a minute. So you tell me the voice, the voice was never the big dream, the big goal, the big ambition for you. Uh, no, no, it really wasn't my, honestly, my ambition then and my ambition now is inner peace and wholeness, uh, you know, and, and I, that's what I was searching for. And I, I feel like, God knew that I, this is something, the singing is something in my life. It's something that I did for years. I sang in church my whole life. Uh, and I, I don't know, man, you know, I don't know the real truth. I don't know. I don't know if it would have gone to waste had I done followed another career path. Um, but uh, the voice is what triggered Wow. The more practical application, I guess, of the ambition. <laughs> that is unbelievable. So now I've got to ask some follow-ups here. So those that are listening um, here in the podcast, some, some of us have, you know, we're chasing, actively chasing some big goals, big ambitions. Others are maybe thinking about it. Others have just, you know, that there's just something holding them back from taking that next step. For you, tell us about what that was like when you then started then to be part of that voice process at what point did, was there any type of sense of, okay, this thing is just moving step by step? And what do you learn through the process? Oh, man, you know, I, I don't feel qualified to like teach people lessons. I don't know, you know, uh, I, I feel like I'm just sort of like a regular guy that, that really very brutally uh, typical things happen to, <laughs> you know? Uh, but as far as teaching anyone, anything as along those lines, it, it's, you know, you've heard the old, uh, I, I don't know if it's a bit of advice or an adage or what you've heard people say, do it afraid. Um, and that's what I had to do. You know, I had to do it afraid. I was scared to death the entire time. Um, Were you really? Yeah. I yeah. Bet, huh? My anxiety was through the roof. I was, I mean, if, if you count just the beginning from from blind audition on the show forward because there's a few things other that you know that you know it's it's you know it's tv so they have to sort of make sure that they have mentally stable people and okay you know <laughs> yes. Yes. and so uh but um but um from the time the blind auditions started happening forward i just was so uh, oh man, I was so aware that I was surrounded by people who were just remarkably talented. And, um, and, uh, and I, in my opinion, even now, I'm, I was well aware that they were there, that I was surrounded by people who were more talented than I, than I am, you know? And so all I knew to do 
the, uh, you know, they, uh, it's been made, there's been so much made of me still now, even though I'm, it's a couple of seasons later now, uh, still now I hold the title as the oldest winner of the show. Um, there you go. There you and go. So there's been so much made of that. Uh, but I will say, I think what helped me being older was that I, as scared as I was and as nervous as I was, I just settled into who I am and I didn't try to do anything or be anything, you know, and I think it helped me. Yeah. Well, right there. I mean, I appreciate the humility on not being feeling qualified to teach that lesson, but that, that is, that is a great, great takeaway. I mean, so often we try to pretend and we, we get roped right into social comparison, easy to do. I mean, for you yeah. at a much, much, much more obvious level, but that, that is a very, very sound practice, Todd. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. You know, um, for those that are listening as well, I mean, maybe in your career or some other, you know, hobby or whatever that might be, you know, a feeling like an imposter sometimes can sneak up on you and can slowly kind of just erode your confidence, your trust. And uh, what do you think, Todd? Uh, the, the, the pace with which you were going through the voice, did you, was that hitting you the more that imposter syndrome, like you didn't feel qualified to doing this and everyone else is <laughs> more talented uh, than you? For me, it was more, I did not want to be someone different. And so I, Oh, you know, there's there's this really well, I don't want a blanket statement. Everybody in the world, certainly not everybody on the voice, you know, because um, I made I made lifelong friends. I'm still really good friends with several of the people that I was that was on the season with me that were on the season with me. For me, it was more that there is in my in my own mind and maybe maybe in general, there was uh, there's a sense that the audience wants something mm. very specific and so you're tempted to try to bend to whatever you think that is instead of just be who you are and so what i did try to do is just say todd honestly honestly man like dude you're a pastor of a church you got all these kids you really you're you're from mississippi <laughs> people aren't going to buy it anyway just be who you are, you know? And so that's kind of what I did. I just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they had to do a lot of editing on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I listen, I've been dying to ask you, what genre are you? As far as you think about you as a, as a recording artist, uh, maybe an unfair question, but how would you classify what genre are you? Oh, that, you know what, man, that I am literally going to have to almost say, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I worked, I, I did a lot of writing and still do, uh, and recording in what would, I mean, if you have to categorize it, which in the music industry, you, you sort of do, uh, um, it would have been country, I guess, but now what I'm doing, and I want to be really delicate with my words because I don't want anybody, I have very, very close friends who are people of great integrity, who are in, in country music and, and other genres. And so I, let me preface it by saying that. But for me, there, there were a handful of things and a handful of times that I just really felt uncomfortable and out of place. And so, um, so really now, I mean, I don't think crossover is a genre. So really what I'm working on now is more, more of kind of a gospel project, you know, yeah. but a lot of the music, a lot of the music, it, could very well be crossover music if you know if people like it you know right. uh so but yeah i mean it, it's i, I kind of started in country um 
I kind of still do some country stuff. The biggest song that I've released for someone like me, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big shot. So, um, was technically a country song. It's called slow down. It's one, it was released just before worth it all. Uh, but, um, I would say it really inspirational kind of gospel, spiritual kind of stuff is, is really what I lean more toward. Yeah, you know, the, you mentioned the song Slow Down. What was, the, what was the inspiration for that, Todd? Your song Slow Down. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you two different two different takes on that. Number one, I I did not write Slow Down. I've written a ton, tons of songs, uh, and I've, I've recorded a few. Slow Down, before The Voice, I don't want to lie, because it was right around the same time frame, and I can't remember the exact date, uh, but I'm almost positive that it was before the voice period. Okay. It may have been sort of in the beginning stages. My oldest son uh, is 22 years old. At the time, he was not 22 years old. He is now. Uh, my oldest son walked up the stairs. Uh, his he Where he lived in our house was like this finished basement kind of thing. And so he just sort of had his own area. He was 19 or 20 at the time, I think. He walked up the stairs and he um, had his phone in his hand. He said, Daddy, watch this video. And it was a video of one of the writers of Slowdown just sitting. I think he was just like sitting in the living room singing it. And it moved me, man. The, the yeah. lyrics moved me because for me, a big theme in my life and music and has always been and will probably always be that uh, you got to love the people that are here now. You know, life is passing us by. I'm a really nostalgic kind of guy. And so as as the voice progressed, of course, I didn't think about that song. But then when when I got to a place where I knew that I had the capability I, I remembered that song. I, I kept it with me, oh, and I'm like, I'm going to cut that song. So really? I actually, I actually recorded it probably over a year ago. Just released it a couple months ago. Oh, that is so great. So you had that song in mind. You you could have recorded any song, but you 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 said that's the one. I want to do that yeah. one. Yeah, it, that song is just so meaningful to me because <laughs> I'm I you know I I understand the lyrics hit hit. Yeah. I think they they apply to everyone. I really I mean I think everyone can listen to that song and relate to that song cuz really in real life my dad's still with me. My dad is still living, but you know, in the song we can all relate to losing someone that we love, you know, yeah. and so Well, hey, if, if you haven't heard it yet, everyone find that find that song, slow down, uh and also the video, look for it. I got to tell you a quick story. I Todd, I'm I'm nostalgic as well. I tell you what, I I just gravitate to that. And the song is amazing. In fact, I wrote down the here's a <laughs> As if you didn't know, here are the lyrics, one of them. So lean more on the brake and less on the gas. These days won't come back around. Slow down. And I tell you, when you, when you watching you in that video, it's uh, is no doubt you believe every word of what you're singing. <laughs> yeah, man, it's that song, man. I'm just telling you, it's I, I, I wish I would have been at least a co-writer on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's just has a real real special place in you know my just heart. just yesterday todd a um friend of mine had his he, he said hey i'm going going home early um i'm my it's my son's 18th birthday <laughs> yeah and i said oh my gosh that's fantastic oh my goodness how the years go by and i did i texted him the video that song <laughs> yeah and yeah. uh thank you man that 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 absolutely and i just said as a dad you're going to appreciate this and uh just know this he did uh yeah so really really cool it, you know i 
I walked, this was during, during the voice, um, we, where we lived at the time, we had these lockers right inside the entryway of our house. Um, and there were eight, eight of them, one for each one of the kids, you know, and, and I don't know, it was nothing. It was like a nothing day. It was like a Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know if it was Tuesday or not, but I looked at my oldest son's locker on the very top left. And I don't know, man, something hit me and just said that that one's going to be vacant before long. And man, I broke down. <laughs> I was a mess the rest of that yeah. day. <laughs> well, you know what? The years do go by. Now, I, yeah. you, may have, you may have cut out on me here because you just said eight. Did you just say eight children? Tell us more yeah. about your family. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have eight kids. It, it is wild. You know, uh, it's so, so we had, we had three sons um, in the early 2000s my oldest son was born in 2000 and then we had two more between then and 2005 and then right around 2008 or 9 we went looked into adoption and so our oldest daughter has adopted from korea oh wow uh, she's 13 and then our second oldest daughter uh is her biological sister and our her sister here in our family as well. Like, I don't know. Adoption is such an interesting thing to try to explain to people. <laughs> um, and so, so she came home in 2011. She's 11 years old uh, now. Uh, and excuse me, she just turned 12. I'm sorry. She just turned 12 like, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so she's 12 years old. And then we have three littler kids. Uh, I have, I have uh, a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old and a, six-year-old our so we have five boys three girls it's you know it's mm. not quite as crazy as people think i mean i say that and i imagine y'all can hear them in the background they're literally i don't know what they're doing they're going wild I, we homeschool and uh school actually actually schools get started around 11 o'clock here which is in five minutes <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> hopefully they'll settle on down yeah eight kids uh circus of a life but it's grand every bit of it well, I know what I'm thinking. Maybe a few others are as well. Eight children, and with what you are doing, we haven't talked about Brooke, and but how do you how do you do it? How do you do? When I say do it all, I don't mean this you know this mythical you know that of course no one does it all. But I'm curious, right. how do you stay connected? How do you stay sane with everything coming at you? Um, I'd love some uh, advice. I don't, man. <laughs> uh, I wish I did. Uh, you know. Honestly, I really, as far, and this is, uh, this may be bad advice, but as far as, as career goes, I mean, and family on the career side of things, the only thing that I know how to do is just work, you know, as hard as I can on things that matter. You know, I don't want to just waste my time, you know, on stuff. And I have, I've wasted a good bit of it. And, and I learned a lot of lessons, you know, um, a good bit of money too. Um, uh, but so I've learned to just work really hard, but also, um, also, man, you know, as far as my mental state goes, I, I would love for this to be a joke, but it's really the truth. Every morning, it seems like when I first wake up, I just lay in bed for 10 or 15 minutes with just debilitating anxiety <laughs> yeah. about life and how everything's going to go and what's going to happen next. And, but as far as the family, you know, you just have to be really deliberate, I guess. Um, I, there's a balance that my wife and me have to strike because when I'm on the road and I come home, 
she wants to go out because she's been cooped up in this house with all these kids and away from me. I want to stay here because I've been away from all the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and I want to be with them. And so, so we just have to, what I have to do is when I'm, because right now, you know, about eight out of 10 times during the week, I, I can, I schedule what I want to schedule, you know, um, and I, I schedule a good bit of things, but I also try to make sure that I'm home, you know, and that I'm not gone from morning till dark every day. And then, uh, like, like today I'll, I have to leave really tonight or in the morning. I'm still deciding on that, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but to hit the road and I, and it's weird that I'm going to be on the road for Easter weekend. Um, but we also, what we did is the things that we do for the kids and the family at Easter. We just did those things. We've already done them. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So you just prioritize that and, and back, back to the, the, what you were saying about laying in bed and, and for the first few minutes, look, yeah. I mean, life, life comes at you fast, doesn't it? And yeah. so, I mean, you really, I mean, how, how do you get, how do you get through that day by day, Todd? I'm just curious. How do you, how do you then say, look, we're going to just start acting and start moving? Well, what, what, what do you do? Uh, for me, it's really, it's more of like, um, and you know, I, I don't want to act like that. I have a formula or anything because God, oh my God knows I don't, but, oh man, I wish I did. But like, uh, but for me, it's more of like a focus kind of thing. Like, yeah. like for example, right now, I'm really very focused, probably hyper-focused. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of an overthinker and that's the truth. Uh, but I'm very, very focused on this specific project and, and the specific steps that, that I'm trying to make sure happen uh, to make sure that whatever this project can be, it is, you know, the potential that it can reach. Yeah. Uh, and, but see that the thing for me is you just can't force that, you know, you can't. And so what I do is every day I, I show up for, you know, right now, like I said, it's this project, but before this project and coming starting probably next week, you know, it'll be back into your writing and you're sitting in meetings with people. And I, you, my poor manager, I text him and call him just constantly i'm like what's up with this what happened with that did you hear anything about this you know and uh and then you know so that's kind of how i get through it i I focus on something and i decide what i can do but really i mean i'll tell you something that that it's not a it's not a miracle pill or anything but it it did help me is years ago this before the voice uh i kind of made up my mind to sort of either physically and I have I've done it just actually physically done it or just sort of mentally make a list of things in your life that you feel like you need to do and you need to that are bothering you or whatever that you feel like you need to knock off and then separate that list by things that you can do anything about and things that you really cannot do anything great great advice yeah you know and so um list a me and God are tackling together. <laughs> List B, I'm just having to let God handle that, man. <laughs> I love that. Because, yeah. right, we do have those things that are just kind of rattling around in our head and they just keep coming back again and again and again and again. Being able to put those down on paper in those two buckets and, yes, controlling what we can control and then taking some steps toward that. And then there's other things where it's like release it, surrender, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And I'm up, man. I'll, I'll be up in the middle of the night. I, I got writer friends that get voice memos from me all the time. I'm like, what do you think about this? Do you think this would be a good idea? Or do you think this would be a good song? Cause where I am with writing, I love to do it. But, um, 
nine times out of 10, I'm more the idea guy, <laughs> you know, and cause I am a very, I'm a very like emotional kind of person. And a lot of music comes from that. You know, I, I make a plan like, like for example, this for 2022, I have a vision and, and I've written that down, you know, like I, and I, it's not like something that's just in my head, even though I think that's fine. I'm not, you know, whatever, but I, I literally have a, a physical vision. You know, I don't, you know, I, I was a pastor for so long and I'm a super spiritual guy. So there's a scripture in the old Testament in Habakkuk or Habakkuk or however you say it, lots of people say it different that yeah. says, write it down and make it plain. And the two reasons for that are number one. So, you know, you don't forget. And number two, you don't make excuses. Like, you know what you said, you wrote it down, you can't change it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I have these things that I'll buy, buy the first of 2023 these are the things that I want to do. And so what I do is break that. Okay. What can I do today? Like to make one of, one of those things come closer to fruition, you know, and that's perfect. what I do, you know, it's perfect. Uh, so for those that are, that are maybe in your car and you're, you're thinking about your big goals, maybe at home, taking care of the kids. And we all have these ambitions and we're chasing big things and they can sometimes feel so daunting. They paralyze us. <laughs> boy, Todd, I mean, to be able to just write it down and then also just take daily steps, just be consistent in those steps and oh, you're going to find you're going to get there. Yeah. Oh, man. Listen, my daddy used to tell me all the time, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time, <laughs> you know? And so a lot of these things I want to see in my life are big elephants. And so you I'm just it. taking a bite a day, you know, Todd, tell, tell us about this new song. Uh, worth it all. Worth it all. Oh, man. Listen. So worth it all um my history is in worship and my present and also my future <laughs> to yeah. some degree is in worship uh that whatever comes on the radio hopefully one day or whenever that part of me will never go away uh it's just such a foundational part of me worship is and so years and years ago um that song just meant the world to me. Um, at Rita Springer, who, who features on the song with me, which I thought was a miracle. I'll tell you the oh. story. It's, and if people have ambitions, I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll tell you something in just a second that help will help you. I guarantee because it, I, and I'm not saying it cause I'm so smart. I'm saying it cause I, I did and it worked and it sure did help me a lot. Um, but, um, so, so anyway, uh, there have been so many times in my life where I would put that song on, man, I'll just cry, you know, because life is such a, it felt like such a weight. And, but the scripture says two things that pop out to me about, about suffering and, and, and struggles. One of them is that our, our suffering is light and it's temporary and it's working for us an eternal weight of glory. And the other one is, um, is that the suffering that we're facing right now is nothing compared to the glory that's coming. And I personally don't believe that only means in heaven. You know, I think that, that, I, that God sees what can even be coming in our life. And the reason I think that is because scripture also says that we'll see his goodness in the land of the living, you know, as we live here. And so, um, so that song just was a reminder to me that all of this is going to be worth it. You know, I, I actually wrote a song um, called still to come that I just finished cutting and hopefully it'll be out there soon I, it's one of the only songs i've wrote pretty much all by myself a good friend of mine helped me with a couple of lyrics here and there uh when we got ready to cut okay. it but what i was what i was going to say though is 
Um, you know, I think we all think when it comes to ambitions, whatever they are, it a goal can seem like, you know, or, or a destiny or an ambition or whatever. it can seem like like a trophy that you can just barely see the sun reflecting off of on top of a mountain. But really, it's like, to me, the journey is the destination, you know? Yes. And, and so what I did with this Rita song is I know because what I, I get it. I've had 50 people say, what happened? How did this work out? How, especially people that are like in worship circles. They're like, how did this work out? Or how did that work out? You know how it worked out, man? I went to RitaSpringer.com and I emailed the website and I said, this is my name. This is who I am. I want to cut this song. And I sure would love it if Rita would do it with me. Oh and the God. next thing you know, it me and her in the studio. <laughs> so really, it's just, it's quite simply just taking that boat, that step, just doing yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have the guts to ask the question and don't think that just because you're Todd and she's Rita, that that door's closed to you. You know, uh, you never know, you know, give it a shot. That's great. Well, I'm Darren and you're Todd and you said yes to this podcast. So I'm grateful. Oh, dude, this is an <laughs> honor for me. Anybody who will let me ramble on, I guess I'll let it. I'll let them. <laughs> Hey, Todd, let's talk about the book. You and your wife, Brooke, wrote it together. Every Little Win, How Celebrating yeah. Small Victories Can Lead to, to Big Joy. Tell yeah. me more about why did you write that book? Uh, well, the, the co-author of that book with us is Trisha Goyer, who is just fantastic. You should holler at her sometimes. She is fantastic. Yeah. She's written, I think, like 90 books, 80 books, something like that. Uh, so when I... Um, I'm gonna take a sip of my water here. When I uh, when I won the show, um, Trisha went on this like quest to get in touch with my wife for her podcast. Um, oh, really? So, anyway, whatever. I'm not sure how it all worked out, but they did connect. And um, and so when the podcast was over, Trisha was like, "Y'all should write a book." And so I was the guy that was like, well, let me tell you, there's two things about that, that you don't understand. Trisha. <laughs> Number one is, uh, I don't know how to write a book. <laughs> and like, I mean, I can read and write, but I don't know how to like write a book. Yeah. Uh, then the second thing was, I was like, who's no one's going to care. No one wants, you know, wants to read that. So what we did though, once, once we said yes, and, and we had, you know, there were a couple of little, uh, uh, I don't know, obstacles like little hurdles to get over um um so once we got through all of that we we re we realized fairly early on because I, I don't know that it was the original plan um writing a book was the original plan and telling our story was the original plan but we realized very early on that so many people watch tv and watch the voice and so many people out in the world may have seen the moment when I won, you know, yeah. and, and uh, they might've been watching TV. I know all of Meridian, Mississippi was, you know, uh, I, they might've been watching TV at that moment and they see that. And um, if, if we're not careful, we were talking about this earlier. If we're not careful, we start drawing these comparisons to like, well, dang, you know, this guy's won a TV show. So what we started realizing is that was the most public thing but really what makes me and my wife and my family who we are and what brings us the peace and the victory that we have were all these little things along the way that were not on TV. 
Wow. And no one cared, but me and her and God, you know what I mean? Uh, but man, like we almost divorced, you know, we've had situations with our kids and, uh, oh, and so that's, that became a real inspiration for it, you know, and a real driving force behind it. That that's a story that people can hear is that you might not be on TV or, or you may not be a, an NFL player or, or, or whatever, but man, the things that really do matter are, aren't on TV, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, you may have just answered my question, but what what would you what do you want someone to think or do differently as a result of reading this this fantastic book? Gratitude to me, I, I realize that it it is it is like preached all over the world, and it's on everybody's social media, and, yeah. and there are hashtags, you know. Uh, but but gratitude, I think, if we're not careful, is missed on on just the day-to-day you know i do try sometimes i do a really good job and sometimes i don't you know but i do try like the other day i'll give you an example the other day i looked because i I was home i looked at the hardwood floor in our living room and i saw all these footprints in chalk (laughs) because my kids had been on the front porch drawing in chalk and for a minute you know i just was grateful you know like it's important to pay attention and and i just was really grateful that you know as anxious as i can be and as frustrated as i can be and as scared to death as i can be because people look at the voice and all that but man this whole thing could crash and burn tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) and as scared as i get about that you know man life is good I have, I have a good life and I'm blessed. And, uh, and so I just, I try to just take a minute and think about that, you know, and that it matters. Yeah, no, I mean, there, I, what I like about that though, is you're really just, you know, it's not this, just the hashtag grateful and, um, and trying to be this, you know, just happy all the time type, uh, right. kind of glib about it, but that's a specific way of saying, look, wherever we're at in life, yeah, there are there. We all have these challenges and these setbacks yeah. and fears and anxiety. And through it all, looking for those opportunities to be grateful for what we have and what can be. Yeah, yeah? There, you're, you'll never be. And I mean, I will stand by behind this to the day I die. And I know some people are going to disagree with me, but I'll stand behind it to the day I die. You will never be in a place in your life where absolutely nothing is going good. Like nothing is working. Now it might not be the things you're focused on that are working, but something's working, you know, and just try to pay attention to that, you know? (laughs) Love it. Love it. Uh, Todd, tell us about how can we follow you? How can we stay connected with you and your projects and all that you and your family are up to? Uh, Okay. Well, you can follow me on all, pretty much all the social media. I mean, I'm not on what I call the weird ones, you know? (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, now now you just proved that you were the oldest oldest winner of the voice right there. What do you mean by weird weird ones? Yeah, well, I mean when I say like uh, like I'm not on like LinkedIn or I don't know oh. what all that. <laughs> I thought but you were talking on, about TikTok. I actually am on TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> actually, you know what? I think I just proved how old I am right now. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm on, but I, uh, I I'm not on all the ones that people are on to like to like. Uh, I don't know, network or uh, as far as business and stuff, I probably should be. I'm not, I'm not a great businessman, but I do have people in my life that help me a lot with that. Good, 
good. You know what? I like to sing, man. I like to talk to people. I like to sing. I like to have a good time. And, uh, but so I'm on, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I, I'm on TikTok. Um, you can find me on find music on every platform on Apple music, on Spotify, Amazon, Deezer, uh, Pandora. Uh, and you can find my website is just tatiofficial.com because believe it or not, even with the weird spelling of our last name, there is a toddtillman.com already taken by a, by, by a realtor in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Well, I just went toddtofficial.com. So uh, you can find me at all those places. Very good. Hey, Todd, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I want to give you one last question. Uh, sure. You are a dad of eight. Mm-hmm. Boy, I tell you, somewhere out there, there's a lot of dads listening. Maybe they're in their, their 20s or just starting their family. What advice as a dad would you give these these young young men uh, or to yourself if you uh, if you're a 25 year old dad what what have you learned and what advice would you give yourself? Oh man, so there's a lot of advice I would give as a dad. No, and I, I don't know that this is in priority order, but I guess you could put it that way. Number one, I believe I believe very very firmly in boundaries. Um, but I also believe in allowing your children to flourish and be who they are. Uh, that, that has been probably the best decision I ever made as a dad. My son, it scares me to death, but my oldest son lives in California doing what he wanted to do because we just allowed him to do it. You know, growing up, my 18 year old son has on his own with the help of his friends completely written and produced two, I think two or three albums and they're out there in the world, but we just had to kind of have some boundaries, but give them the freedom to be who they are. Uh, uh, really, really, cause it's, there's this huge temptation to, especially for someone like me, I grew up in the church to say, this is what that you better be, or you better do this or better. And sure. They need to learn, you know, they need to know how to do math and read and all those things. I I get all that, you know, but, uh, but man, my, my kids, like my, my third oldest son, who is probably the, the youngest one that is old enough that I would say you could see him coming into his own. He, yeah. he'll, he'll be 16, I think, 17, mm-hmm. <laughs> 17. I think he'll be uh, this summer. He'll be 17. Um, but he, he's decided that he, he wants to go into ministry. Uh, and I, I gave him some pretty hard talks about that. So he started interning at our church, you know? And so, um, just kind of let them be who they are. And then the second piece of advice I would give, I'm probably on number 10, but I say it too, uh, is just give yourself a little grace. You're, you're just going to suck at being a dad. Sometimes it, it, you just are. Uh, and, and apologize, man. I, I can't tell you how often I've gotten on my knees because my kid is this tall and look them right in the eyes and say, I'm sorry, I did yeah. that wrong. And, um, please learn to do that. Yeah, no, I tell you, uh, you're going to learn to, what, what was the phrase again? You're going to suck at being a dad sometimes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that on a, I'm going to get that on a t-shirt because I couldn't agree more. Right. And, yeah. and yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Just have a little grace for yourself. You're just going to suck at it from time to time. <laughs>
Well, listen, Todd, this has been so much fun getting to meet you and to learn more about your story. You're probably 15 minutes late here for a uh, homeschool class you're teaching. Oh, but I'm let's... not. I'm not the teacher. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but th this has been so much fun having you part of the podcast and best of luck to you in your future projects. We can't wait to follow you and see, see what's next for you. Where, where are you located? Where do you Oh, live? I should have told you. Yeah, I'm in Idaho Falls, Idaho. So, oh, okay. Idaho is, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, where Idaho is, but where Idaho Falls is, it's about two hours from Yellowstone and a couple hours from Jackson, Wyoming. Oh, it's wow. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. There's just not a lot of people out here, which for some yeah. that's perfect for others. It's not, but I'm just saying, yeah, we're out, we're out here in the boonies. Oh man. I love it. I love the boonies. I reached out on my social media the other day and think people thought I was joking, but I was not, I was like, someone please book me in Alaska. <laughs> or I've, I've been to, I did a gig in Montana one time. I'm like, let me do that. Again. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, this has been an honor. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate it, man. Well, there's Todd Tillman. I could have talked to him all day long. And yes, I will be definitely trying to book him in Montana or Alaska or Idaho. <laughs> what an authentic uh, individual, leader, dad, and how refreshing that is. Now, uh, make sure you do visit his website, Todd T. Official. Com. Also, follow him on Instagram and on TikTok. You guys, he has some of the most amazing videos of him just sitting in an empty stairwell singing hymns and other songs. Um, you just have to check it out. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at DarrenJohnson1 and also the I Dare You Podcast community. Listen to the podcast. Now join us on Instagram at I Dare You Pod. Also, leave a review. And finally, as you listen to this episode, who are you thinking of right now that might enjoy this conversation? I invite you, I'm asking you, to share that with others. So now as we get ready for next week in episode 14, I just want to thank you again for being part of these conversations and for listening in. I appreciate it very much. We'll see you next week.